This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, fourth and final hour here. Pete Shepard, Kirk Manahan, Sports Radio, 93.7 FM, WEI. Get back to your phone calls at 617-779-0850 and 888-525-0850. Just a couple of minutes, but joining us is uh, Paul Flannery right now from WEI.com, our Celtics insider. Paul, Pete and Kirk, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you guys? So far, so good. First question, uh, because we can sit here and talk about X's and O's all day, but really this whole series to me, and it's going to be on a day-to-day basis, is how healthy is this team? Let's start with, uh, as far as you know right now, what's it look like? Well, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think it absolutely does come down to health. And if, I think if the Celtics were 100% healthy, I'd pick them in five, which I think is kind of going out on a limb. I think this is actually probably going to be, this is going to be a really, really tight series. It wouldn't shock me at all if Philly stole a game or two and made this a six or seven game series. But uh, Paul Pierce to me is the main concern. He's got that he's got that that sprained MCL. Mm-hmm. He should be good to play. It's just a question of how much it's going to affect him. Ray Allen is a game time decision with that ankle, and again, it, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if there were a game or two that Ray wouldn't be able to play you know, in this playoffs, depending on how it feels. So why are the Celtics going to win, if that's the case, then, Paul, in five games? Well, you know, Kirk, it's, it's, it's a good question, and some of it is, is going on faith in these guys a little bit, which, if you really watch that Hawks series, may, may be a sucker's bet. But I kind of feel like Philly, Philly did what they needed to do in getting past that first round. I don't know yeah. if you guys saw the end of that yeah, game we did. against yep. Chicago when they were able to win, and it looked like they won the NBA Finals. No, yeah, yeah. Two, two big free throws at the end. It's a, yeah, and, right. No, Paul, and, it's a good point. I think you find with these young teams sometimes, like, that, they've graduated. Like, for them, that's the, their season's kind of, in a sense, already accomplished. It really is. And, I mean, you know, it's been nine years since Philly made it out of the first round. You have to go back to the end of the Iverson era when I was still actually working in Philly. I remember that well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys like Iguodala, you think of them as young players, but they've been around for a while now. It's, 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 been a bit, it's been a long, slow climb for them to get through. And, you know, they did, and so it's a little bit like, all right, now we're playing with house money. And the Celtics, as we know, are not. They are this – is, this is it. They've been, talk, they've been very open about it. Pierce, Allen, Garnett, that, you know, and who knows what the future's going to hold for them, mm-hmm. but they are approaching this like this is it. And I just can't see them – I could see them, you know, getting a struggle from Philly, but I can't see them blowing a series like this. And just staying on the injury thing, real quick. What about Bradley? How's uh, mm-hmm. he's he's, you know, yeah, he's another one that's kind of can be touch and go if things don't go right. It will be. It will be. That's been bothering him all year long. And I talked to him a little bit yesterday. He was wearing a uh, not not a wrap necessarily, but a sleeve on it. You know, he's he's a tough little kid. You know, he's 21 years old, but he's 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 going to play through it. Um, I, I, I don't have the sense that it affects his shooting so much, but I think it does affect he's, he's going to get banged around screens a lot. They want to put him on the ball as much as possible, and that's tough. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's definitely bothering him, but he's going he, you know, to strap it up and play. And, again, these teams play three times during the season. Philly won the series 2-1, but we know the first two games were back-to-back, and, and actually the third game was the Celtics win back-to-back as well. But the Celtics were a lot less banged up in the third game, obviously, than the first two. So I throw, I throw the first two games out, not just because the Celtics won, but because they were reasonably healthy the last time they played them uh, back in uh, early April. 
No, sure. And, you know, I think Philly has a good reason to throw that, that last one out, too, because that was, a, that was at a point when they were at their lowest. Yep. They were going through some serious, serious problems. And, you know, I guess they've got them sorted out by now. Winning cures a lot of ills. But at the same time, they're having a serious identity crisis. And, you know, I, uh, talking to a lot of the Philly writers, they weren't surprised at all that they got run off the court in that game. So I think both teams have cause to say, all right, you know, the regular season, it was what it was, and, and, and there were circumstances surrounding all those games. I expect each of these games to be very, very close. And, you know, first team to 80 wins. I was going to yeah, say, this, exactly. Paul, strikes me that we scoring. were talking about this earlier. It's the mm-hmm. kind of series where, don't be surprised, you put on the TV here in this series, it's 68-68 with, you know, five minutes to go. Yep. And, you know, it's funny, Doc, Doc was saying the other day, well, I don't know what ugly is. If we're winning, I don't think that's ugly, right. but no, this is going to be ugly. Although, if you look at the three previous scores, again, it's playoffs and things change Different, and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, 103-71, 99-86, 103-79. But, yeah, basically three ugly games. One team played horrible in each of those three games. <laughs> right, and then don't forget, too, that second Philly game, that was when Petrus got hurt. Yes. Yep. Which definitely, you know, took the Changed, yeah. Actually, the Celtics actually playing pretty well in that game up until that point, and that really took the wind out of their sails. And Avery got hurt in that game, too. So, yeah, I mean, I, who knows? I mean, the, you know, that, that game four against the Hawks, I think, gave people a, a big uh, a false sense of security because that was a total anomaly, that game. Celtics were making crazy shots in that game. So I, I really feel like each game is going to be in the 80s. Paul, it's different because, you know, he didn't play in college. But to me, there is no guy in history that I can compare Garnett to to do what he's done at this point in his career, we kind of listen. I buried the I buried the guy ten times here in the last two years. You know that we've talked about it. For him to still be doing this at this level, at this age, with this many miles on the tires, there's nobody in history that's done this. I mean, you know, you want to say Jabbar, you want to say all those guys. That's fine, but the guy from high school to the NBA to hold up this long and play at this level, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's amazing. It, it really is. And, you know, it's funny. They had the, the MVP voting announced today, and Rondo got eighth, yep. which, which surprised me because, to me, Garnett was clearly the team MVP. Yeah, if you want, the, if, by the true definition of it, most valuable player, no question. Right. What? And, you know, I mean, the, the numbers, if you really want to delve into the plus-minus numbers and all that, they're absurd for Garnett in, 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 that, in that Hawk series. There was something like 50 points better with him on the court than when he was off the court. That's the kind of impact he has on him, especially on the defensive end. And, you know, it's, Doc's been riding him. He's, he's been getting a lot of mileage. He's been playing 36 to 40 minutes a night. I'm not sure he can keep that up. I think what you're going to hear, and you know this already, Paul, that, but the big thing will be on TNT tonight, uh, you know, about the 76ers want to have more of an up-tempo game, mm-hmm. not a great half-court team. They don't shoot the three particularly well, which I, I think a lot of this stuff goes into the Celtics' favor. If they can just slow down the 76ers a little bit and not let them run around all over the place, the Celtics, again, if they remain reasonably healthy, should be in fairly good shape here in this series. No, I, I agree with you, Pete. I mean, it's, and it's, it's pace. Everything is pace. It's funny with the Sixers. They're not like a Golden State. They're not like a get-up-and-down-the-court on every possession. But when they run, they're really good in transition. And so the big thing for the Celtics is they can't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it against the Hawks. That was a huge deal that they, didn't, that they, they cut down on their turnover. And, and Philly doesn't Atlanta. turn the ball over a lot either. They don't turn it over at all. They're the, they're the best team in the league at not turning it over. They're very disciplined. You know, a, lot, a lot of that goes to Doug Collins, excellent coach, as we all know. But, 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 I'm wondering, but I, I think, though, with the matchup, I think favors the Celtics because the Celtics are, are so great at defending the three, and Philly doesn't take a lot of threes. Again, playoff right. basketball, sometimes you throw those numbers out and somebody gets hot and you never know. But you know, the way the Celtics, when they are – Running on all cylinders on defense. I mean, to me, it is a thing of beauty. No other team plays defense like they do when they're when they when they're getting it going. Absolutely, absolutely. When they're when they're connected like that, it's 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 it is fun to watch. It really defense is actually fun to watch with them. 
And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a huge X factor. I, I got two X factors for Philly. One is Evan Turner. Evan Turner, Paul, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. He really hurts them on the post ups. And the other is Thad Young, the kid who comes mm-hmm. off the bench. Mm-hmm. Because they don't really have, that's where Jeff Green would have been great in this series. But they don't have that sort of hybrid, small forward, power forward guy that can really match up with Thaddeus Young. So those are the two X factors for me. For uh, well, Lou Williams can kind of semi light yep. it up, too, if he gets going. Sure, uh, a little, a little bit. Evan, you know, Evan Turner to me, Paul. Sorry, P, he's, yeah, just, he's he's an interesting guy. When you watch him against Chicago, sort of maturation here in year two, and I think when Boston fans get a look at this guy, his kind of attitude on the court, I think he's going to be the kind of guy who every series, if it's a good long series, you kind of develop a a fan develops a hate almost for a guy another team you didn't didn't even know about. To me, Turner's going to be that guy in this series. He might be, and you know, it'll be really interesting because they want to put Avery Bradley on the basketball, and that means guarding Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. that means guarding Lou mm-hmm. Williams, and what that also means is that Rondo's got to guard somebody else, and he'll, he'll probably find himself on Evan Turner quite a bit, and that will, be, that will be an interesting thing to watch because Rondo really likes to gamble. He really likes to play free safety. I don't know how many steals. I think he had like 16 steals against Atlanta. In that series, yeah, he had like and, four and one thirty second play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. It was well, sick true. what he did. Yeah, that's true. And uh, but no, he's going to have to be he's going to have to be disciplined with 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 Turner and Petrus. To me, has got to have a big series for them because he's got to guard a lot of these guys. Where do you stand? I heard Donnie Marshall earlier this week on with Martin Maloney. He was also on Comcast and about Ingadala about his, as far as him being, what you know, not a superstar. That the kind of I don't. I don't see him in that light. He thinks he's overrated. I tend to agree with him. And I think he. You need to worry about more about what he does on defense and offense for the most part. Yeah, he's a terrific defensive player. Really good defensively. Um, not not so not so great offensively. He's the kind of guy that I think, in a way, he got he got a little bit of that Joe Johnson syndrome, and that he got, yeah. he got overpaid, miscast. Yeah. Right, and I, I think he's really good, but he's probably better as a second or third option on a, on a, on a really good team. And if you, if you found himself in that kind of situation, everybody would, talk, would be talking about how underrated he is. You know? But because he's the, he's the highest-paid player and the highest-profile player for Philly, you know, people say he's overrated. So it's, it's, he is what he is. He's, he's, he's not going to beat you offensively. He'll have his moments. He'll have his flashes. But def- defensively, he's really good. And this is where Pierce's injury is, is a big concern. Paul, why, why in the world? Is the NBA giving me uh-huh. Lakers Nuggets at ten? Th- which you know is going to be more like ten forty-five on a right. Saturday night. Why are you giving me Game Seven of that series? Were you trying to alienate fans? I don't. I don't know. It makes no sense. Oh my god! It's it's terrible. I really want to watch that game. I yeah. didn't see any of these games because I've been working. Right, you're screwed. Yeah, but I mean the average <laughs> the average NBA fan. You sit down. You know, Paul, on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. you're going to be up at twelve forty-five. You you and I are going to be. You up at twelve forty five watching the third quarter of that game? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Jeez. I don't know why that's not on at three. You know, and, that's and, what and we Saturday is pretty wide three open. Three and six. Well, it's the worst viewing. You know, it's the worst ratings night on television. I, I really and I actually thought the Celtics, despite the winning, I thought they'd play on Sunday. I was shocked when they said Saturday. To be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's because it's. And I know people have been complaining about this because the Heat and, and Pacers got like three days off. Yeah. Which my my answer to that is the Celtics should have taken care of business down in Atlanta. They would yeah. have had a nice break, but. These series were slotted in. It's because of the lockout. Yeah. Because everything is under a time. Building rush. availability sometimes. Although I, I, I but I the Laker thing bothered yeah. the Laker thing. I don't get because the Kings aren't playing. Uh, I, I thought today if they played today, didn't you think they were going to be initially like three and six o'clock maybe yeah. instead of eight and ten thirty? Absolutely, no question about it. it may, no, it makes absolutely no sense. Although maybe they want to bury the Lakers getting uh, knocked out, and you know. <laughs> let me get back to it real quick before we let you go. The way KG yeah. is playing, what do you think Doug Collins does to try to neutralize him? It's a really good question because Kevin feasted on Elton Brand this year. He really had his way with him. And Spencer Hawes is a nice player. 
he's not going to be able to stop him. So I don't. That's to me. That is the matchup the Celtics have to win. That front court matchup they have to win decisively, especially if Pierce is limited. And then one last thing for me is that I just I hope I don't see from the Celtics tonight what I saw in Game One when Doc had to call a timeout. Say you're not the big bad Celtics. I, I don't think we're going to see that kind of. Um, you know, then they're, they're as, as yeah, well as they play and the are. heart and soul that they have. I get all that, but they still aren't a superstar enough team where they can afford to go through those kind of lapses early on in games and not have that intensity uh, right from the get-go. I, I don't want to see Philly jumping out the 10- and 12-point leads on this team in the first quarter of game one. Yeah, the cool Celtics. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. No, you, you're right. And the one thing I think that people, people are missing with the Celtics, they actually don't like having long rest. They like being in that every-other-day rhythm. They're such creatures of habit. And I think what, a little bit of what you saw in the Atlanta game was that they had been basically not playing for two weeks. You know, they had been resting guys and, and, and all that. And so I think it took them a, took them a minute to get going there. You know, I hope the, the home court should, should help them in that regard. But, no, they cannot afford to let down because Philly, Philly will steal one if they do. All right, Paul, thanks a lot. The great stuff as always, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thanks, Paul. All right, guys, thanks. Thanks a lot. Paul Flannery, Celtics Insider on WEI.com. Quick break, 90 seconds. Pete and Kirk, we're back with more of your phone calls, Sports Radio, WEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.